We are Marquette. 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 We My name is Mary Jans, and I'm the Executive Director of Housing and Residence Life. I just recently celebrated my 25th anniversary at the university, and I think I just I've found it to be home. The people are kind, and uh, it's a place of employment that I feel supports my life both in and outside of work. So what I think has changed the most is you, th- you think about size and modernization. Um, our two new residence halls and dining facility are a classic example of that as we open those in the fall, the beautiful fireplace lounges and the smart classrooms and the practice space and the, the opportunity to gather in small communities and mid-sized communities and large communities are all built into this new facility. Um, I think about the size of that when I first started here, I worked for the counseling center, which was a fairly small office and they've grown when I moved to residence life. I came with six full-time residence hall directors with master's degrees who are working in the department, and we've now advanced to next year we'll open with 12 full-time master's level hall directors and four graduate assistants and three assistant directors and an associate director that really provide us with the opportunity of qualified people that can serve our students. So. I think it's about the growth and the quality of who this university has become over the 25 years. Um, The things that have stayed the same are those Jesuit values that I think attract students and also keep uh, faculty and staff here. I think it's about caring for the whole person. It is about finding that degree of men and women for and with others in service, whether that be in service within your job or to the community or to your home community. It just feels like um, those uh, Jesuit values are the things that sort of stand the test of time. When we started this planning, it was really at the base of it was looking at how do we make this new residence hall or these two new residence halls home? How does this feel like when you get off the elevator, when you step out of the stairwell, that you have this sense of coming home? And I feel as I walk through the facility, whether it be the beautiful woodwork, the stone fireplaces, the small living rooms that we're referring to instead of lounges where you'll find comfortable furniture and televisions and places for people to gather in small community groups. And as I mentioned earlier, getting into the common area spaces where you can gather in larger groups, where there's a a living room and a kitchen and the laundry room are all in the same area. So throw your laundry in and bake your brownies and watch your favorite you know, a TV series or whatever might be on television at the moment that you're into and finding a way to feel like this might even be something similar to your parents' home. That, to me, is just what will make this facility stand out. So it, in part, will still require the people, the staff, to create that, but the building itself will really lend itself to a sense of coming home. Those times of crises and uh, needing to comfort someone, I find to be 
uh, perhaps somewhat ironic, some of the most rewarding times that I've had. Uh, one of the most serious situations was a uh, student death several years ago on campus, and I got the call about midnight. I uh, traveled to campus. I the uh, I partnered with the RA who had been intricately involved and who was really, you know, unnerved by what was happening and got him connected with his mother and taken care of. I partnered with the hall director who was trying to manage things with the student staff in the building and continued to partner with the counseling center and and campus ministry as well as the vice president's office. And I think probably the most rewarding moments is difficult as they were, it was walking that journey with the student's parents. And I felt like that was probably the best example of Jesuit approach to education and care and concern for others was in that difficult moment to make myself available, to lift them up, to carry them when they needed some assistance, to be there to provide support for students. And at the same time, I watched this whole campus come together. The Office of Residence Life steps in and says, this one particular building, they can't do their uh, duty nights and they can't be, they need to take some time off. So across campus, resident assistants are volunteering to go over and sit in and do the duty tours and stay there and confront incidents and manage situations. And hall directors are stepping in to take over the responsibilities of some of that particular hall director to give them time to heal. I'm I just don't know that that happens on any campus, but it was such an act of love and care. In um, probably a more lighthearted moment, yet nonetheless serious to this particular family, we did, in fact, have a family contact us asking if we could get the Jesuit hall minister to go and meet with their son because their family dog had died. And God bless him, he went down and he let the student know and he sat with him for a while. And um, I think the students knew, I think the parents knew their student well enough. And I think the hall minister was certainly willing enough to to go in there. But you're right, there are lots of situations where it feels comforting to see someone with a collar. And we have a couple of really active uh, Jesuits who live in the residence halls in a more actively engaged hall minister role. But we have a handful of Jesuits who serve in a Jesuit in residence role who respond to those very things, crises, if there's been a death in the family, if there's something challenging that's happening. Um, Oftentimes, students really seek that actual religious person as opposed to a lay minister if they're trying to vet some of their own uh, issues in their own life and how to move forward. So um, we've seen in little ways and in really serious large ways where they've really contributed to the work that we do in residence life. I think some of the advice that I provide to new families and new students arriving to campus that I will share with them in Spark sessions and I will share with them as I meet with them on opening day is truly about teaching your students to to advocate for themselves. So if there's an opportunity to role play and practice with them, vet what their concerns are, great, but encourage them, give them license to begin to learn how to speak for themselves. I oftentimes tell the parents, like, one day you're going to be old and you're going to need them to care for you, so you're going to want them to have skills and abilities. And they typically provide a good chuckle with that. But I do think it is in 
trusting that they've done a good job raising their son and daughter, continuing to teach and mentor from afar, but allow them to do. In my office, I know it doesn't matter if the student calls and wants to set up an appointment or the parent calls and wants to set up an appointment. I'll make time for that appointment. I'd rather go right to the horse's mouth, hear directly from the student what the issues are, as opposed to second or perhaps third hand. And so even when working with a parent, oftentimes I will suggest would you mind if I contacted your son or daughter to set up a meeting so I could talk more directly with them? And I do feel like they feel comforted by that. But I think my greatest advice would be trust that you've raised good young men and women and then let their wings fly. Let them take them to their next destination. And we'll be there to help them and and the parents can be there to help them as well.